Hi there. Welcome to Wellness Wednesday with me, Siggy Helgeson. And welcome to a new year and season two of the Wellness Wednesday podcast. This season will continue to draw from the well of materials provided by the Living Compass and by sharing our stories, scriptures, quotes, and practices. We hope this will enhance your well-being and that you will find a well to calm and fill your cup with encouragement and hope this year. I want to again thank Darren Curbs and the band for creating the special music for this podcast and for Cody Schumann for his amazing editing and putting everything together so well. So welcome back, dear listener, to Season 2, Episode 1. Do you wade or plunge? Do you wade in or you take the plunge? That's a question that I was asked by a fellow prance and plunger at our annual New Year's Day event, which is called Prance and Plunge and involves running, walking, or prancing around Wildcat Lake for about three miles and then plunging into the lake followed by warming up by a fire with festive fluids. It's an annual event that I participate in in as a way to celebrate and bring in the new year. I not considered, though, how I exactly do the plunge. You see, there's no dock to jump off of. Rather, it's a grassy area that leads to the lake with some steps to enter into the frigid waters. I suppose that some run in rather quickly and dive in to get the full effect of the plunge, and some even do a cartwheel or a flip. I think that there's this enjoyment about a jolt of adrenaline when you plunge. Others take their time, wading in until they're waist-deep, shivering with anticipation, and then quickly dip under. When I think about it, I think I sort of do a hybrid. I run in to get it over with, but I pause just before taking the full plunge because it's really hard and it's really cold and it simply takes your breath away. But it feels so good once you're out. You know, I think it's similar to having done the ice bucket challenge. Remember that? Well, I wonder if you have a way that you celebrate the turning of the page and ushering in a new year. Do you stay up and watch the ball drop, as many do in Times Square? Or are you someone who makes resolution or adopts a word or a phrase to guide you? Do you participate in some sort of ritual, perhaps like the prance and plunge, jumping off the Alala Bridge, or perhaps swimming in Commencement Bay? Although many of these rituals were altered this year due to the COVID restrictions, we can still reflect on how we choose to enter this new year. 
Do you wade in or do you take the plunge? For many of us, we were really ready to turn the page and plunge right in and couldn't say goodbye to 2020 soon enough. Perhaps we dove into the new year, but after only a week aren't so sure and are wondering what kind of year this is going to be. So do you wade in the water or prance in and take the plunge? However you choose to enter the new year, I'd like to offer a few wellness tips. First of all, take some of the pressure off yourself. If you aren't one who's keeping resolutions or you have made resolutions and have already quit, remember you can always start again. You know, sometimes we take the plunge and we just start off too big, have too much we want to accomplish and change in our lives or in the world. So perhaps taking time to focus on just one thing and to be specific about what you're wanting to accomplish. Maybe it's going from the couch to a 5K. Maybe it's simply going to bed earlier and getting more sleep. Or maybe it's cleaning out that closet and living more simply. The more specific and focused you can be, the better chance you have of actually accomplishing whatever it is you're trying to do. I'm really speaking to myself about this, so I hope it's helpful for you too. Well, perhaps though you're more of a waiter, maybe you take time and just wade into the waters, taking time to think about what specific changes you really want to make or what healthy habits that you want to cultivate or continue. Here is an invitation in this new year, and perhaps it is more of a hybrid approach. First of all, I invite you to pause, to assess where you are at. Maybe look back at 2020. What are some of the takeaways? I learned a lot from my friends and listeners. Here's what they said. One shared a Christmas card that said, some wonderful things that happened, happened in 2020. My daughter got married. We welcomed a new grandchild. Those that answered the question, what did I learn from last year about myself, responded, I learned that I am resilient and I can do hard things. I miss people. I learned I'm creative. I learned that I really liked going to church in my jammies. I learned some things about my community. I learned that I have privilege as a white person. I saw the disparity in our healthcare system. I learned to appreciate all of the health workers and frontline workers. I started to walk more. I learned to cook. Well, what is it, dear listener, that you want to let go of? And what do you want to continue to cultivate? After pausing to assess, then the invitation is to actually make a plan. I'm going to call this plan a faith step. And faith is an acronym borrowed from the living compass, which stands for focused, meaning the step will be narrowly focused. I will walk for 30 minutes three days this week. 
And then A, action-oriented. I will do something that is observable and measurable. The I is for inspired. I feel that God wants me to take this step, and I feel inspired by God to do it. The T is time-specific. I will do it at this time or within this time frame. And the H is for heartfelt and honest. I will only commit to a faith step that I know in my heart I honestly am ready to take, as opposed to something I think I should do or I think others want me to do. I think that's so key and important. So if you take a faith step, the next part is just to plunge in. Don't delay. Just go for it. Just start. And then be sure to have people to support you. Who are the people who can support you this year? Maybe your pew friends. Or if you'd like to join a wellness circle or support group. Or perhaps an awareness group or study group. Who are your people who can support you? Well, I imagine that how we entered the new year felt especially significant after the year 2020 that we have had. Yet now, even a week into 2021, perhaps we want to just return the year. Does it come with a seven-day money-back guarantee? After the events at our country's capital last week, we may wonder what kind of year is this turning out to be? Well, only time will tell. But we can still look to each day with hope. Hope that we are not alone. That we are loved by one whose love does not change with seasons or years. And one who always holds us close. So again, today, dear listener, I want to leave you with that word, hope, to encourage you into this new year. I found this while cleaning out an old box. The context and the author is unknown, but it seemed very fitting for today. Hope means to keep living amid desperation and to keep humming in the darkness. Hoping is knowing that there is love. It is trust in tomorrow. It is falling asleep and waking again when the sun rises. In the midst of a gale at sea, it is to discover land. In the eyes of another, it is to see that she understands you. As long as there is still hope, there will also be prayer, and God will be holding you in her hands. Amen. And so, dear listener, until next week, remember our mantra from St. Julian of Norwich, that all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well.